Welcome, everybody, to the Blue Corner, brought to you by Sports Me, a UFC signature Sports Me podcast. Go download Sports Me to battle any of the UFC fight fans or any other sports fans around the country and around the world. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Jack, and with, with a guest, my cousin, Colin. How are you guys doing? Chilling. Good, man. Good. Excited for UFC 254, baby. Which is what we heard to preview <laughs> for yes, <sir>. everybody. <laughs> so, uh I'll let Jack and Colin take it away with their first fight predictions. Uh, all right. oh, we're going uh, sh- yeah, we're just going in this. All right, Jack. Uh, I was saying we with- could just uh, – what we could do, uh, we could start out with, like, the two big fights we're probably going to talk about more. We can go into more depth after we predict, and then maybe someone after hearing points might change the prediction. So we'll talk about the – we can talk about the Cannoneer-Whitaker fight. But I'll before I give uh, give my takes, I'll just give my thing. I think Whitaker wins that, and I think he wins it in the third round by st- uh, stoppage of some short sort. I don't know if it's going to be submission or a knockout. I just know he's going to win by stoppage in the third. And then for the Habib Gaethje fight, I have Habib winning in the third round as well, actually in submission. All right. Uh, so the Whitaker Cannoneer fight, I'm so iffy on. I won't lie. That's the like one fight in the card I look at, and I truly don't know who's gonna win. Uh, but uh, if I'm putting my money on someone, probably putting on Whitaker. Uh, but truly don't know. Uh, and then Habib versus Gagey, I'm 100 with Jack on that. Uh, Habib all the way. I I don't know uh, if he'll finish Gagey because Gagey's just an animal, but Gagey has kind of been shown a tire. So I'm going to go late round, fourth, fifth round stoppage, probably not by TKO, most likely submission. And Whitaker and Cam Nier, I think, goes the distance. And I think it's a decision. Most likely, I think it will be a split decision for Whitaker. All right. Um, okay. We can go in a little bit more depth. We'll start. We'll go to the Cannoneer Whitaker fight. Um, so your take, how do you think the fight's going to go overall? How do you think it's going to start in the middle? Like, yeah, I got you. So basically what I think is going to happen is if you go back <clears throat> and we look at Whitaker's last fight with Darren Till, extremely technical fight, very, a lot of feints, uh, not really, Whitaker didn't really go for anything on the ground until he actually got it and needed it, especially that second round. So, but here's the thing. I think that Whitaker, and he said this in interviews already, that he thinks he can dictate the pace and where this fight's going to go. I think by saying that, what he means is he's, I believe, I believe he's going to try to clinch, dirty box, and get a takedown and try to work the ground. I think Cannoneer hasn't been tested that much on the ground, but that's for good reason. Because if you go and watch his fight with David Branch, uh, David Branch did get him to the ground two or three times in the first round. And the first time came there, popped right up, no issue whatsoever. I don't even think he ate a shot when he was coming up. Second time, he looked at his corner for about three seconds, waited another about three seconds, then popped right back up, no issue, didn't need another shot. Uh, second round comes around, Branch was so tired, he shot, came near, easily fended him off. So the big thing with Cannoneer is we got to remember, this dude was a heavyweight. This dude went, well, fought at heavyweight, then went to light heavyweight and is now at middleweight. And you can obviously see the difference in his physique and body, uh, but he kept all the muscle. All he got rid of was fat. You can easily see that. It's, he is like a chiseled, I don't know, like Roman God statue. So (laughs) I think the strength is really what's going to play in here. And I think what's going to happen is I think Whitaker is going to go for a takedown because we got to remember Whitaker used to fight at welterweight. So if you want to go to the beginning of their careers, you would be putting a welterweight against a heavyweight. 
which is very interesting. And I think his strength showed, especially in his David Branch fight. And if you look at David Branch, he looked bigger, looked stronger than Cannonier, but he wasn't. He couldn't do it. Whitaker's a very strong guy, and but I don't think he's going to be stronger than Cannonier. And I think that takedown's going to get stuffed. I think when he pushes him against the fence, either Cannonier will spin him around and just get off him, or it'll be about 20 seconds of dirty boxing and Cannonier will somehow find his way out. And I think it will become a complete technical fight from that point forward, just like the Till fight. And we've seen that Cannonier is pretty good in those. He walks forward. He mainly uses his hands to block. Only head movement is kind of sideways. And only he only dips low if he really sees a, if he really sees a hook coming, which is pretty good because Whitaker throws his hooks literally from over here, from very far wide outside. So I think it's going to end up being that. I think it's going to be a lot of leg kicking. I think Whitaker, when he uh, did the knee stomp to Till in the last fight, uh, he ruptured. I think I forget exactly what it was, but he messed his knee up real bad. Surgery, everything for Till. And he, in his press conference, even said, you know, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to use that. And Cannonier has been known, obviously, to leg kick. He literally took out Anderson Silva with a leg kick. So I think that's going to be a big factor. I think they're both going to be trying to get off leg kicks. I think it's going to be end up technical fight. And like I said, I think it's going to go to decision. And I think Whitaker will be the busier fighter. I think he'll throw more and land a bit more. And therefore, I think he's going to win. But I, it's hard for me to see one of these guys knocking each other out. But if someone does knock someone out, it's going to be Cannonier knocking out Whitaker. I somewhat agree with you. Somewhat. I feel like you had a lot more evidence to back some of your points. <laughs> but I think I still think but I really like Cannonier too, especially like I've been watching a lot of the lead up to all these fights and hearing him talk. Like sometimes you hear these fighters talking like, man, this dude really has it or whatever. And I think he will. I just don't think he's there yet to fight someone like Whitaker. I also think after Israel saying like, oh, he's next up, having that in your mind, I feel like when you're not focusing on the task at hand as much, even though he, of course he is, but that's still there. I feel like is somewhat of a distraction. Also, with Cannoneer, you said that Whitaker is going to be the busier fighter, I, I do think, as well. And like you pointed out, uh, Cannoneer was a heavyweight. And this dude has knockout power, like real fucking knockout power. Not, not like uh, Paulo Costa when people are like, he has knockout power, but really he's just a volume puncher. That. He's a fucking <laughs> volume puncher. He's not a knock- yeah. He doesn't have knockout power. Cannoneer has knockout power. He could fuck you up in one. Absolutely. The thing is, we know Whitaker can take hits. He fought Yoel Romero twice. Okay, this dude can yep. take shots. So I, I, if there, going back to what I said about a stoppage, if there is a stoppage, it's not a knockout by either of them. It's submission. I do agree that Whitaker's going to try to take it to the ground a lot in this fight. I just, I don't, Cannonier hasn't fought anyone at Whitaker's level. And even though Cannonier is really good, he's just, like, he's just not there yet. I don't he think hasn't he's fought anyone at his level at middleweight, I would say. Yeah. And but you see, even fights at heavyweight and light heavyweight. Um, he lost to Dominic Reyes at light heavyweight, right? Like uh, Reyes, Jan, and Glover. Yeah. So it's hard to talk shit on that, though. Yeah, I just I don't think because it's been a very quick rise in the middleweight division for him, especially because yeah. the middleweight division isn't as stacked as other divisions in certain areas. I think Whitaker wins either by third round stoppage or I'm going to agree what your er- earlier point was by a decision. Don't know if it's going to be a split decision, but I think it's a submission stoppage for Whitaker or it is a decision in the end. 
I just, you know, I just don't think Cannonier's at his level. Whitaker can take shots. We've seen it before. And like the Darren Till fight was very technical. He, he, he just like piece by piece, piece by piece. I just think I, I have Whitaker winning this one in the end. I would like to see Cannonier win because I think it would be a nice mix up Same. in the middleweight division. But I think it's going to be uh, Whitaker at the end. And then maybe you could have Cannonier who could fight the winner of Till versus uh, Hermanson. Uh, Hermanson, yes. But he already beat Hermanson. Yeah. So that so would be if Till won, they'd put them together. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting, the middleweight division's in a weird, like, interesting place, especially with the news that Israel might be moving up to light heavyweight to fight Jan, or if the John Jones fight's going to happen. I don't think it's happening anytime soon, but. Yeah, no, it's a little bit of a limbo area, but going to the fight, yeah, I, you can say Whitaker does have a chin, but again, Izzy knocked him out, knocked him down real hard in the beginning of the first round, Till knocked him down in the beginning of their fight. So there, I understand, I think it's been proven that he does have a chin more than that he doesn't, but lately, and these are his past, you know, uh, two fights, he got knocked out and knocked down. Now he did win the one against Till, granted. Uh, but you could make an argument that it's something to do with the injury. I don't think so. Till still looked really good. <clears throat> so I don't know. I think, and you know how Whitaker has his tendency to blitz in, and that's how he got caught against both Izzy and Darren Till in the beginning of their fight. And he seems to do that almost every fight to gauge if he can do it. And I think that would be the most dangerous part of that fight for him because he comes in and he swings wide, really wide. So if, you know, in Cannonier, I mean, he knocked out Hermanson with a really tiny uppercut. This dude, like you exactly like you said, knockout power. So that's the most dangerous part of that fight for me is I think Whitaker is going to do that blitz with the overhand pretty early on. And I don't think he'll hit it. I think Cannonier's blocking and head movement is going to see that coming. But it's just if he catches him there. After that, like I said, Whitaker goes at him, take down. That would determine a lot if he can take him down or not. And from there, I, I'm going to stick with the split decision, most likely Whitaker. All right. Sam, uh, you got any predictions? Yeah, well, according to DraftKings, our incredible sponsor for uh, sports me, uh, I got Whitaker uh, on the money line, minus 104. Ken O'Neill's minus 120. Um, so it's a lot closer than I thought. I think it's going to be Whitaker, though. Um, do I see it by submission? I don't really think so. I think it's going to be a split decision. Um, the total rounds is pretty interesting. Um, I wish so it was five. The over, the over under is two and a half. I feel like everybody's going to take the over 100%. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. I wish it was a five <laughs> yeah. round fight. I would in a heartbeat if I was able to. I think all of us have agreed that it's at least going to go into the third round. It's going to go to the final round. Yeah. So. Yeah. Minus the only 20. way it doesn't is if Whitaker gets caught when he blitzes. And I think that's only going to happen once. And Cannonier would have to clean knock him out because we've seen if you not, if you only knock down Whitaker, he's, he's going to get up. He's going to get, he's going to fight his yeah. way back up somehow. So yeah, no, I would a hundred percent put my money on over two and a half rounds. I wish it was a five round fight. I think that'd be way better. And I think for, if you're going to do a number one contender fight, I feel like it has to be five rounds in a way, but I don't know. I don't maybe you don't have to do five rounds, but I think a four round fight for that because I think five rounds should be saved for those big championship fights or main event, right? Yeah, but I well, think it is a co main event, yeah. I, but I feel like for like the main main events, like the one, yeah. like, like in like UFC fight nights, it's always five rounds. 
I think yeah, having yeah. it four rounds because then it's like a t- like good for the person who's like could be the number one contender to get a taste before they go on to the championship <clears throat> fight rather than just going from straight from three rounds to five rounds. Like, I think that yeah. would be it, the only problem that that presents is the scoring. Because then, if you know, two rounds, two rounds each way, that's you're getting point. draws. Yeah, I didn't even think about that actually. So it's yeah, that's the only issue with that. And they've never done a four round fight, so I don't think they do that all of a sudden. Yeah. I would like it to be five rounds. I think, especially Cannoneer. Uh, I don't know if he has had a five round fight at middleweight, but I know if he did, he it didn't go five rounds. Hmm. Excuse me. So, you know, I think that's almost a big test because if you go against Izzy especially with the way Cannoneer fights, because he's not going to blitz in like Paulo. He's going to be a lot more, he's going to walk him down, but it's going to be a lot more technical. That's a fight that could go five rounds. And if you, if we've never seen Cannoneer do that, you know, that kind of, I, I feel like that needs to be proven that you can do that personally, but still if Cannoneer wins, I, he gets the title shot. Yeah. If Whitaker wins, I, I get that you would give it to him, but I, I just don't want to see that fight again. I agree that I think I would be more interested in something else, but I feel like you have to give it to him. Yeah, he if won he wins, two fights I, I agree. And like the top five of the uh, in the division, and they're pretty close to each other. Like I think he wins, and if he has a quick recovery and says I could fight December, honestly, you could put them on the December card. If if Izzy's yeah. up for it, which I think he would be, I think you could do a fast turnaround. Also, he I don't be, think he never December- got scratched. Is yeah, he- I don't think they've ever uh, decided – I, I don't think they've decided where the December card is going to be. You had the last if, – if Whitaker wins, you had the last card in Australia in front of all those fans. New Zealand and Australia are having fans. You could have this next yeah. one if Whitaker wins in New Zealand with fans because the all, all Blacks just played in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And they had fans. Yeah, you could even throw so, Volkanovski on there too. That that would work as well. And he he has a fucking uh, – well, I'm blanking on names right Ortega. now. Ortega. Ortega, there we go, and he fought yes. really well. So you could have a big like, like, oceanic fucking UFC card. You get a lot of Australian fighters, New Zealand fighters. I think that'd be interesting. The one problem is having a card there is that both countries have a two-week mandatory quarantine when you go there. Yeah, I saw that. So that would, that that'd be the biggest problem. Yeah, I think we can move on to the main main event, the big fight, yeah. <laughs> the light heavyweight title fight, Justin Gaethje versus. Habib Nurmagomedov. The, the biggest yes. fight. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. At, uh, the biggest fight of the year. I wanted that oh, to yeah. be Izzy versus Paulo Costa, but that fight was just Izzy just whooped him. So I think this yeah. one will be a lot more competitive. This one, uh, I'm ex- I'm very excited for this fight. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm <laughs> excited. Uh, money line minus three fifteen on Habib. Um. I would say from with my own prediction, I think Habib is going to win. Um, I feel like Gaethje just does. I mean, these are two very different styles of fighting. You have Gaethje just kind of doing hand boxing and Habib likes to go on the ground and grappling. So I think we're going to see Habib take his strengths and his strengths are going to be greater than Gaethje's. And I see that um, I see Habib winning in the fourth round. Um, I, I, I I agree. Um, Habib's gonna win. Yeah, I yeah. think I, part of it is because like the media. Like I've been like watching fights. Like oh maybe Gaethje has a chance. Which I think it, a lot of the fighters that he has fought in the past. I think Gaethje had in this moment right now has the best chance. I think like an older Gaethje no, but Gaethje right now is like top top of his game. Yeah. I just no one is at Habib's level. 
like you know exactly what he's going to do to you. He's going to try to take you down. He's not going to stop trying to take you down. Once he takes you down, he's going to put all his weight on you, and you're not getting the fuck up. I know Gaethje has a wrestling background. I'm pretty sure he was like an all-American wrestler, right? Um, yeah. He, like, I just – it's just, it's there's there's levels to this shit. Habib is just the highest level of that, and he's not going to stop, too. It's not – there's a – in a bunch of his interviews, he talked about how DC and his fight against Stipe – took um went to take Stipe down once Stipe got right back up and he changed his game plan and Habib said he's not doing that he's literally telling you exactly what he's gonna do I'm gonna take him down as many times as I need to but it's gonna happen I don't think Gaethje will know exactly what to do with that he is saying that I don't think he has he's gonna face a fighter that is so willing to like have him come at him like Gaethje, when Gaethje throws punches he doesn't like throw a combo and back out he throws a punch and he keeps fucking going like I so maybe you can um, clip Habib and get a good sh- a clean shot on him, and like you could mix stuff up, especially because he is a dangerous first round fighter. I could see I don't see the fight ending in the first round, but I could see him like maybe I wouldn't say maybe getting him to wobble. That'd be a tough one to say because like Habib's gonna be very careful. Habib wobbled. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but nope. I just because Habib's gonna be careful in the first round. It's gonna be similar to the Connor fight where. Like first round might not be like as exciting. Connor's a very fir- dangerous first round fighter. Gaethje is also so. I think we'll see something similar to that between Gaethje and Connor. Except I think Gaethje will do better. So I think fourth or fifth round I could see the fight ending in, but I don't think it's going to go to decision just because Habib is just is just that much better. Especially I feel like after his dad died too. It's like the motivation to like the fight, like doing it for his dad, maybe like if he is dedicating this fight to his dad, like I feel like that that's more motivation than ever. But Gaethje is a hungry motherfucker. He will like you could hear it when he's in his interviews. He fucking wants this shit. And like, I love it when he throws down the intern belt and he's just like, I don't want this. I want the real fucking thing. This shit gets me so hyped. Like, I'm like, I don't even know who I want to win. I love both fighters. I can't pick Oh, I love it. All right. So as we saw from my last analysis, I like evidence. So I think, all right, so let's just go based off of what Gaethje has said. So let's go all the way back. He beats Tony Ferguson. I don't know if it was a week or so later, goes on the Joe Rogan podcast. He states on that podcast, it will take four leg kicks to change this fight Four. well, I don't know if he had watched the Edson Barbosa versus Khabib fight. But I just did. And I think we can all agree that Gaethje has absolutely disgusting leg kicks and they are brutal. But if you're going to make an argument for the greatest leg kicker in all of MMA, even the greatest kicker in MMA, most people will probably say Edson Barbosa. Most people who know UFC and MMA will say Edson Barbosa. And it's been proven he has, I believe, two two TKOs by leg kick. And I don't think any other fighter has more than one. So I watched that fight first round before Khabib even got a takedown. He landed seven leg kicks. Khabib did not look any different. Khabib pressured him the exact same. He had pressured him in the beginning of the round and Khabib smiled and waved them on. I didn't even see red on his leg. And then Khabib proceeded to take Edson Barbosa down, who does not have the wrestling pedigree of Justin Gaethje, but he does have, very good takedown defense because of the way he fights. 
Khabib literally ragdolled him, tripped him to the ground, and proceeded to literally just maul him. And by the second round, when the and by the second round when Khabib got him down again, you can literally see basically the defeat on Edson Barbosa's face. So it's hard for me to believe that Justin Gaethje is going to land four leg kicks, even five, six, and change this fight. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see that happening. I see the first round going literally, uh, I think Justin's going to, he's, Justin will not go backwards in this fight because he knows if he goes backwards, he's, he's fucked. He can't go against that fence. He knows that he's stated a billion times. The great thing about this fight is everyone always knows Khabib's game plan. But we know exactly what Gaethje's going to do, too. He said it. He's going to come forward. He's going to throw leg kicks. He's going to look for that counter. And he said, he said, I'm going to keep my back off of that fence. And he even admitted it. If he gets me against that fence, I'm fucked. So he's, it's hard to, you know, he's not conceding that he'll lose if he gets against the fence. But he's saying, you know, I, he, there's most likely he will not get out of that situation. And most likely Khabib will win that round and the fight because of that, if it happens. Obviously, his main priority will not be that. What I think is going to happen is Khabib's the best chain wrestler in all of MMA. He's, in my opinion, the best MMA wrestler to ever live. So what I think will happen is they're going to be in the middle. Justin's probably going to look for a counter. Khabib will shoot. And he's not going to even shoot to get that takedown. He's going to shoot because shooting is going to force Justin to go somewhere. And if you're in the middle of the cage, going somewhere means you're getting close to the fence. And then Khabib's going to shoot again, make Justin get close to that fence, and then Khabib's going to get him. And Khabib's going to drag him down, and Khabib's going to beat the shit out of him. It's, I don't, Gaethje, he's not going to, I don't think Gaethje goes out. I don't think Gaethje gets knocked out. I think it's, if something happens, it's one of those situations where he is just getting, it's like a Tony situation where he's constantly getting hit in the face, and they need to stop the fight. I don't think that will happen. I think it's more likely that he tries the, because if you, uh, every, like, American wrestler, they're in, in, they're in, sorry, their first instinct when they go to the ground and get taken down and they are put in full mount is to go to their back so they can get up and use leverage. So if Gaethje gives into that natural instinct and gives his back to Khabib, excuse me, I, that, I think that fight's over. I don't think he gets up from that point. So I, the only way I see Gaethje winning is if he can clip Khabib on that initial takedown attempt, uh, attempt uh, at the beginning of the round, which I, I don't think Khabib will, I think he might throw one or two jabs but I think this is going to be so many takedown attempts. And I think Gaethje will defend the first one and maybe the second one, but he's not going to defend the third one on that chain wrestling. And yeah, I, I agree. I think, I don't know if Gaethje's how he's going to fare getting back to his feet because it, we've seen it. It is insanely hard for any person who's ever fought to, could be to get back to their feet. So he's going to rely a lot on that sprawling, which he's very good at. He's very good at literally, and even if he starts to get a takedown, he's very good at being able to flip an opponent and being able to separate to get up. The thing with Khabib is that he hasn't fought someone with that chain wrestling Khabib has. So the second he does do that, and even if he throws Khabib off him a little bit, Khabib's a puma. Khabib will land on all fours and immediately jump back on him without hesitation. I just don't see Gaethje winning. I, I don't in any sort of fashion. It's so hard for me to see it. The only way I truly see it is if Khabib, do, Khabib does kind of what he's done a couple times, which is he kind of likes to show his opponent that he can fight their fight. For example, Conor McGregor, third round, walked out there and tried to fuck and literally put his dukes up and tried to slug it out with Conor, who you really shouldn't do that. It's Conor McGregor. <laughs> But still, Khabib won, held his own, 
but to, you know, uh, a lot of people say Connor won that round. I say it's arguable. Uh, and then even in the Barbosa fight, literally second round comes out and Khabib just starts kicking Barbosa, like leg kick, body kick, peg kick, leg kick, leg kick, body kick. And they're not nearly as hard or effective as Barbosa's, but he was just showing him, hey, I can play your game. If he does that to Gaethje, that's where I see this getting bad. Because Gaethje, I think, is the best striker he's ever fought. I know people, some people say, you know, Connor is. The new Gaethje, the Gaethje we saw against Tony Ferguson, I was one of the greatest boxers I've ever seen in MMA. Kickbox, like mainly boxers, but even he was really only thrown in the leg kicks to add for the kicking, but still that added so much. But again, I, that's only if Khabib, for whatever reason, decides he wants to throw hands with them, which he could do, but I highly doubt it. And I will most likely say, uh, I want to say he stops him in the fourth or fifth, but kind of something's telling me it goes to decision and it's like a 50 45 50 44 victory for Khabib yeah yeah not not much arguing that there because I think we all agree Habib's gonna win you yeah. just you had all the evidence and just boom 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 boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I like fighting man <laughs> yeah uh yeah I think so I think we all agree on who's gonna win those fights yeah. um like I said, I'm so iffy on the Cannoneer Whitaker. That's the only one where I could ver- I can't like I would say I'm actually 50-50 on that one. If you have to make me pick, I'm 51-49 on Whitaker. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people want Cannoneer to win though, so I feel oh, like there might be a I'd little. I'd rather win. I don't. Yeah, I, I think personally... there's a little bias on that for a lot of people too. They want Cannoneer because they want yeah, something new. Hundred percent. I just think it's... No, yeah, I don't get that. It's... Look, if I'm proven wrong, I'll be happy because of that. Yeah. But I just, I just don't know. <laughs> You know, Whitaker's just a dog, man. And, yeah. you know, Cannonier, he has been thrown in there with dogs. They were at light heavyweight, but he did lose to him. But, again, light heavyweight. So, it's it's really hard to gauge that weight that weight change, especially when they go down, and especially how Cannonier has gone down because he looks like literally twice the – like double like twice the better fighter he literally was at light heavyweight and heavyweight. So, I don't know, man. I think that's going to be a very technical fight, and I think that's going to be a very good fight for hardcore fans because I think that was, like that's exactly what the Whitaker-Till fight was. That was a great fight for hardcore fans because it was a lot of feints, a lot of technicality, and it's – we and, you know, people who really watch uh, UFC and MMA like that. Some people don't like it as much because there's not as much brawling, but I still think it's going to be a great fight. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, we could sort of move on to a separate topic, more about, like, what will happen to these divisions depending on the outcomes. I think it's more interesting to talk about. We could already talk, kind of talk about the middleweight division. So we could talk more about the lightweight division because there's all these rumors. If Khabib yeah, wins, <laughs> he might fight GSP, which I don't really want to see. I like, like mm, that's see, like the, I, uh, I, the idea know, of that is cool, but like, I don't know. GSP's 39. It, it's like, you see, okay, I don't want to see a 155. Absolutely not. No, they're they talking about a catch weight for that. I heard, but like, yeah, GSP's already said he doesn't really know. But Habib said if he does not fight GSP, he's just going to retire. So with that, let's let's say Habib wins, the GSP fight doesn't happen, or even if it does, he's technically out of. The yeah, light, he'll be gone no division. matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens now? Who's fighting for the interim title? Do you give it to Gaethje again? He's probably not even going to want it. Then he's probably like, "Fuck that shit! I want like the real belt." Yeah, no, he might. I don't know. It, it, if you're if a Connor fan, you're... yeah, no, if you're a Connor fan, you'll immediately want to throw Connor in there. I still think he needs a win. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think he needs he, a little bit more. Yeah. 
if he does fight Poirier and beats Poirier, um, yeah, that's that's I don't good. Think he's beating Poirier. I don't. I don't I, think I, so either, personally. I, I, but I, I, I think Poirier's gonna just come with. I think if it's at one seventy, I think Connor wins. I think if it's at one fifty five, I think Poirier wins. I don't think they're gonna do the one seventy. I think they're gonna keep. I it hope at they don't. I think it's gonna be at one fifty five. I think it's gonna be if Connor really wants to work on his legacy. He'll stay at 155 and then occasionally go to 170 for the like, more super fights. Like if he fought like a Jorge Masvidal or something, yeah. go to 170 for that. And you're not trying to get the belt at welterweight, but stick at 155. Try to get the belt there. I could see that happening more, but I don't see him beating Poirier. I think if yeah. you do, if you look in the future of the lightweight division without Habib, if he beats Gaethje, I think yeah. what you could do, depending on the Poirier-Connor fight, let's say if Connor wins, I think you put Gaethje-Connor for the belt. If Poirier wins, be- Poirier-Gaethje for the belt. I think it's the best thing you could do. And uh, I'm trying to, like, then you also have Dan Hooker that can maybe have him fight Tony Ferguson. I think that's actually kind of interesting. That's I like a Dan hard Hooker. sell, though, because that's two losses for both of them. It, like, they both are coming off losses, so they both need a win. Well, for them to fight each other, maybe not to go to the belt next, but yeah, I, think I got you for them. Uh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Them. I think I that's want to see fight. Felder against Hooker again, personally. Felder, like he's weird because he's talking. He's like retired technically, yeah, right? But he's also yeah. he's going back and forth. Like that was a battle when they fought. But yeah, that was a fantastic fight. I don't know if he would fight him again, just because I feel yeah. like there's a lot of mutual respect between the two, and I think. I feel like he want, probably just wants to leave the fight there. Also, a rematch that's not like a championship fight isn't as appealing, I feel like, to fans. And maybe for like, for like a hardcore fan, yes. Like I, I would actually kind of really like to see that. But for like a casual fan, which they really do try to appeal to, they don't really know who Dan Hooker is, right? Like a lot of like, – Yeah, no, they don't. But no, yeah, you're Dan right. Hooker's – I want him to be Poirier so badly in that fight. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, no, I wanted him to win too. Poirier's a dog though. Yeah. So I, I think I think if Poirier beats Connor, it's Gaethje Poirier. If Connor beats Poirier, it's uh Connor Gaethje. Yeah. No matter what, I think Gaethje beats either of them. I, I think I think he Okay. Beats both. So remind me of the top five. So it's Gaethje is Gaethje at one or it doesn't I matter. Can so check it's right now. Gaethje, right. Dustin, Tony, Connor, and Hooker. I think Hooker's I think that's five. I think that's I'll the top just... five. Because yeah, we're taking, a, right, we're saying it's, we're saying Gaethje loses to Khabib, so yeah. and then Khabib either fights GSP and then retires, or just doesn't get a fight and retires. Yeah, I think that's what uh, you said. But Gaethje's one, Poirier's two, Ferguson's three, McGregor's four, and Hooker's five. Yeah, who's six? Six is Oliveira. I love Oliveira. I, he's not. He doesn't. He. I mean, arguably, he kind of should get a title fight. I'm, I won't go into that. Uh, but <laughs> no, I would put. I think what you need to do is you need to line up fights knowing Khabib's going to retire. So I think you would need to line up if, okay, so Connor Poirier lined up. So that's good. I say winner of that Khabib retires, they go into, uh, they go into the title shot. Then I would say you probably put, you can't put Gaethje against Tony again. Mm. So maybe I still think just... having the hooker Tony one, or maybe no. This is a stretch. I don't think this should happen. A Hooker versus Gaethje fight. I just think Gaethje has to wait. I think that's like after this, I think he needs to wait for it the. It depends right. how he gets beat. If he puts up a fight against Khabib and shows that, like, even if Khabib maybe wins all the rounds or loses just one, if, you know, because there you can tell, like, 
because we we have evidence of Khabib, so we know what it's like to get mauled by him. So if it's not that mauling and he Gaethje puts up a good fight, I think yes, you whoever wins, uh, Connor, Dustin, put them together. Let's do the championship. But if he gets mauled, he needs time off. Who knows injuries, all that crap. So then at that point, I would say probably either just maybe either just throw Tony in there because I know he just lost to Gaethje. But if Gaethje couldn't fight, I mean, there's an argument for Tony. It's hard, like it's hard to make the argument, but you can say, yeah, he lost his last one, but he won his eight before that. So you know, it's always hard I to actually, say that. I know exactly how this works, and it fits with other divisions and having that oceanic UFC card. So you have, yeah. uh, so depending on how Gaethje wins and stuff, like we can put that aside right now. You have the yeah. Poirier Connor fight. We both agreed the winner of that goes into the title shot. Hundred percent. Yep. Then, depending on what happens to Gaethje, you, I think you have Ferguson and Dan Hooker fight. I still, I think that's the fight to make. I think that makes the most sense. I know they're I both comfortable, like, but I feel like you have to. Yeah, you I would fight yeah. on the Oceanic card in Australia or New Zealand. You have Izzy fight whoever. If it's Whitaker or Cannoneer, doesn't matter who you put them there. Yeah. Then put you have Volkanovski as the co-main. Yep, it's perfect. You have this Oceanic um, card. Who yeah, else is really part of City Kickboxing? I forgot his name. A Kai 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 Kai, uh, Kai, oh, Kai yeah. could be thrown on the card, even though he is coming off a loss. You could throw him on the card somewhere. Like, there's a yeah. lot of those fighters from. Oh, uh, there's so many. They'll their whole prelims would be their fighters, 100. Yeah. yeah so no, I, think I agree. That I would. would be... I think that makes the most sense is Hooker against Tony, and then winner of that because it's it's hard to say. It's either that or you just throw Gaethje back in there. Yeah, it, depending on like the damage is taken. Because, like I said before, I, I could make an argument to why Charles Oliveira deserves a title shot. But the main argument against him not getting it is no one knows who he is. So, yeah. unless you're a hardcore, you, you, you don't know who he is. What so, you could do is, because I think Poirier-McGregor has to be the next title shot. Uh, the loser of that can fight Oliveira. And then, or maybe... Yeah, that's not bad. Or maybe you switch it up and they give Oliveira Tony Ferguson instead of not, or maybe Dan Dan Hooker. I think Ferguson, Dan Hooker, and Oliveira can just flip flop into any anywhere right now. They're kind of feel like fill ins for depending on what happens in tomorrow, not tomorrow, Saturday's yeah. fight and the yeah. McGregor Poirier fight. So I think they could just fill in anywhere there. One of them is going to be left out, but realistically, anywhere. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So that's, yeah, pretty much winner of Dustin versus Connor. And then <clears throat> I would say winner put Tony and Hooker against each other. Or if you don't want to do that and Gaethje looked good against Khabib, throw Gaethje back in there. Because yeah. a Gaethje versus Poirier or Connor fight would be huge, especially Connor, obviously. I would love that, especially because Gaethje said he wanted Connor when Connor was talking about coming back. And yeah, Connor didn't want I know. Him. He said, ah, yeah, he's a no He's a cowboy. Him. Yeah, he took Cowboy, dude. It was stupid. That would be uh, awesome. Gaethje would just that would be a great fight. Destroy him. I, I I would want Gaethje to destroy him. Oh my god. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> be a great um ego check for sure. For, oh, dude, honestly, yeah. both. Would, uh, no, Gaethje doesn't really have an ego. Gaethje's just confident. Not yet. It would be an ego check for yeah. Connor if he got yeah. knocked oh, out. Yeah, like it. Uh, even with fucking after Habib, it wasn't even an ego check. He's still posting videos about. Yeah, fucking, I don't even. Dude, did you see what he posted today? He posted about how good his illegal knee against Khabib was. 
my god! How good of a strike his illegal knee was! I, I, I can't, dude. It's so every time dumb. there's a big fight, he always posts always. to get attention. Yeah. During the Israel fight, during the DC fight, it was just like, oh, let's throw my name in the fucking Amanda mix. Nunes so fight. Everything. Yeah. Yep. Happens Whenever every there's a big time. fight, it's just they need to know I mean, that. You, granted, he he knows how to play the game and he's playing it very well because he's Connor and he figured this shit out very well and very quickly. It's just like, I don't know. One, he has had so much time off and I don't even, I barely count that cowboy fight as a fight. Like cowboy didn't show up. We can, we, he even admitted it. You know, he said, I didn't show up, uh, which was really funny because how Stephen A said that. And then everyone got on his shit about it. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like Connor would come in and if he's fighting someone like Gagey or Dustin, like, dude, I, how do you like, how do you fight a Dustin Poirier who just beat that Daniel hooker? Like, I, like how? How do you do that? Yeah. When you're Conor McGregor and you haven't fought a real fight since you boxed Floyd Mayweather. When was that? 2018? 17. I was in. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was, was, was going into my senior year of high school then. Yeah, so, like, you, you got to think about it. Like, you know, people say ring rust. You know, some people say <laughs> ring rust is a thing. Some people say it's not a thing. The only person we've kind of really seen not have ring rust is, is Dominic Cruz. A lot of other fighters have. So, it, you know, but again, it, it's hard to say because Ortega, no ring rust. He came in and he was a better version of himself. And it, it's hard to say if Connor was a better version of himself in that cowboy fight. Because, again, it's just so hard to tell. He looked it really was so good. quick. Yeah, he looked good. Like, don't get me wrong. He looked he, – he, he should – I don't – I feel like he should be a welterweight. He looks fantastic at 170. I just like, think that division's so tough right now. Oh, no, I don't, yeah, it's – brutal <laughs> it, that'd be so it'd be so hard to get a, i would love to see him fight jorge masvidal actually because that Same, would be so yeah. it'd be so entertaining before during and after like that's like the perfect card you put on you put it in like oh, fucking, oh, you put the you bmf know, up for your for grabs it's perfect. something like that and there'd be shit talking so much especially because like they both like they have that t- kind of energy like mentality like Fucking Jorge talking about, I'm going to put the, give you a three-piece and a soda. Fucking McGregor just, like, <laughs> with his proper 12, just going nuts. Like, that That would be amazing to watch. Like, uh, dude, like, there'd be so much shit talk. It would be – and Jorge's, like – Jorge, like, I know he, he's not even trying to be entertaining, but that dude is an entertainer on the mic. Yeah. It's like it, he doesn't it – it, it, it's unintentionally hilarious. Dude, when he said it was super necessary, I literally started crying in my seat laughing. Yeah, and you know he's not even making a joke. Yeah, no, he he was being dead serious. He was like, no, that was super necessary. (laughs) It's fucking uh, hilarious. He's he's the man. He's easily one of my top, like, three favorite fighters. I love Jorge. And he's from Miami, too. And, I, you know, I live in Fort Lauderdale. So, uh, dude, I love Jorge. I hope he can get a couple wins back and he somehow gets back at Usman. I don't think he wins, but I still would love to see him with a full camp against Usman. I want to see him fight Colby. That's the fight to make right now. Colby first. Yeah, they, they're 100%. already talking about making dude, they, Yeah, but they tried to make the Nate Diaz one before it, which, like, I don't – like, I love Nate Diaz, but, I mean, what's going to happen? He's going to beat the shit out of him again? Like – I just don't know. I feel like the Diaz brothers in general are a little flaky with like how they at do this point. Yeah. Because like, dude, they're old too. And they've had so many wars. Like, and the fact, you know, we even saw it when he fought, when Diaz fought uh, Masvidal, like, dude, he cuts so easily mm-hmm. and it, it sucks, but a doctor is going to stop a fight at the end of the day, if the cuts too bad. And sometimes even when it's not too bad because they're doctors, you know? So I don't know. I, I feel like the only way they come back is if they actually need the money and they don't seem to need it. 
they just seem to enjoy the shit talking of UFC. So that's kind of why I feel like they stay in this little like Twitter sphere of the UFC. Yeah. Uh, I, I, for, before we finish, we'll end this off. I'm going to try to do this every time we do a podcast pre- previewing a fight card, a uh, fighter to look out for. Um, the fighter, I've been doing a little research. I haven't watched any of his fights, but I was like trying to learn more about some of these fighters. And this guy, I'm definitely not going to pronounce his name right. He's from South Korea, Seoul, South Korea. Uh, Jung Da Un, I'm definitely not pronouncing that right. But he has a 12 fight win streak. He's 13 2 right now. And 10 of his wins come from TKO or knockout. And the two of them are submissions. So I think he's some, someone who's exciting to look out for. It's part of the prelim, so it's free for anybody to watch. If, you listen, if you're listening to this in the States, it's going to be on probably like during the East Coast, probably around like 11, those fight, that fight. Yeah. 11 in the morning. And then like West yeah. Coast, fuck, it's like eight or nine. That sucks. But um, yeah. <laughs> everyone remember this card starts at 2 p.m. Yes, it's yeah, way, it's 10. different. They got him. If it's for Russia, you know, they want the Habib fans to see him. Yep. Makes oh, sense. yeah. I mean, dude, he pulled like he has so many people. It's it's still true what he said. Irish, six million. Russia, 150 million. <laughs> it still reigns true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I, I think it's going to be a good card. I'm excited. It's on track to be the most like supposedly gonna, it's on track to be the biggest card they've ever done, which is crazy. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um especially this year the ufc has been growing exponentially like it's fucking nuts like it's every other sport was hit so hard from corona every other like business the ufc has thrived during coronavirus absolutely once they so, can get their live gates back they'll be making so much money it will be crazy yeah because that's the, only, that's the only thing they're missing right now is their live gates yeah and also with uh now that like Vegas has a football stadium. If they get a big enough fight, you could put fights there in Vegas in Raider Stadium like that. Yep. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be uh, so yeah, cool. UFC is in a brilliant. It's, it's really all thanks to Dana White, which is the craziest thing to say. Like, it, it is that man's, like, he is the reason, though. He said, nope, we're going. He said, I don't give a shit about the NBA. I don't give a shit about the NFL. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I'm going to put on my fights. And he did. And it pr- it proved to work. The Like you said, it's like I, I have, I even have buddies who, like I said, I got buddies who, I got four buddies who text me every week and ask me about the fights and ask me who they should bet on. Like, you know, it, it grows to do this. It has grown to such a big sport now and especially around the world too. So I think it's going to, I don't even know where it's going to be in five years, but it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited, especially I think a lot, of, a lot of fighters who don't get credit are getting more credit now just because it is getting more popular. You're having more people focus on things. I'm really excited for what the future of the UFC. I'm really excited for this weekend. You know, for this, it's it's it's, it's going to be a good card. I think even though December the December card's a little rough right now, like with Usman yeah. not being healthy, I think they'll figure something big out for the UFC because it's the end of the year. They want to end it off with a bang. I feel like they'll figure something out for then. But yeah, I think uh, I think this is the this is the podcast. I think this is a good one. That's yeah, a wrap. No, I agree. Thank you for yeah. having me on, guys. This was awesome. Yeah, no Blue problem. Corner brought to you by SportsMe. Go download SportsMe today to battle any of us that are on the app. Battle anybody that's on the app around the world with any of your hot takes. Go and listen to all these podcasts over on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the YouTube channel and download the app. Thank you, guys.